0: All right, welcome to another teaching. Others also it is Tuesday morning, December the 7th. We're doing a daily radio broadcast. We've been posting them daily, but this particular week, we feel like we're supposed to record them daily. And I realize that doesn't make it live, live, but I don't know why the Lord just laid on my heart. Uh, This week, we're looking at of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy Ghost. We talked yesterday about some different things about that. Today, let's go to uh, Luke chapter 4, Luke chapter 4 and Acts chapter 6. Luke chapter 4 and Acts chapter 6. And again, I have said and, and I say over and over, we do not want to get focused on the forest, on the trees and miss the forest. Forest, we do not want to... Uh, get ourselves sidetrack and try to ultra figure things out but of all the subjects in the bible one of the things that has all my christian life occupied my heart and mind and i'm sure it's because of what i was exposed to in the preaching and teaching of my early years as a christian did not was not reared in a christian environment i do not did not come up that way so it wasn't old hat to me it's never gotten to be old hat to me uh, for me, it is absolutely essential to have the Lord's strength and power and, and presence and help in every single day of life. I have found, it, it just to be so, that <clears throat> the Bible is a very practical book. and I don't mean practical as in just teach you how to make money or just teach you how to do things, but it's a practical book because it's made for everyday living. And there's so many things that we could think about today, we're going to focus upon this idea that of full of the Holy Ghost. We talked yesterday, we studied a bit, looked at a bunch of scriptures, I'll mention scriptures today. The biggest thing that I can see that it would be my responsibility this week is just to get your mind on the Holy Ghost. Now, Not on the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Not on someone else thinking that you're full of the Holy Ghost. But today we're going to look at the idea, and again, we're not going to dissect it. Here's what I have found over the last, say, 200 years, 150 years. Not that I've been alive that long, but studying the writings and the preachings of fellows over the last couple hundred years is that there is a tendency to want to know how do I get this uh, manifestation of being full of the Holy Ghost, and how do I know if it's happening? And as soon as you get into that frame of mind, anybody does, they're going to get off track. Because then what happens, especially us being Gentiles, and especially us trying to walk by our mind and our wisdom and formulas and that kind of thing, then we're trying to manifest it rather than experience it and witness it. If someone says you've got to have the the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Ghost by speaking in tongues, well, then people seek that and they look for it and they go after it and those kind of things. And what I would say to us is that today, let's take what the Bible says and let's give some thought to what it tells us to look for, what it tells us to be aware of. So, for example, in Luke chapter 4, In verse 1, and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So he uses this proper name for the third person of the Trinity twice. It says full of the Holy Ghost and then was led by the Spirit, capital S. And for years people have tried to divide that, figure it out, have a formula for it. I don't do that. It looks to me the same way you've got different titles for the Father and different titles for the Son. You're going to have different titles for the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the third person because of the role they play in the relationship. So in this case, let's notice that the Spirit is going to lead him into the wilderness to be tempted To for us. He hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him, So these matters are happening for us. They are for us. They are for our situation. They are for our, he's going to make intercession and substitution and atonement, all those things. It's for us he's doing it. And we are not going to study the formula for the victory that he had here and how he did it because that's not the subject for the day. The subject is full of the Holy Ghost. Now, there's definitely an, a, an easy connection to make between how he deals with Satan, the devil, in verse 2 and 3, etc., and the fact of being full of the Holy Ghost. You say, well, how did how would the Son of God have to be full of the Holy Ghost? There's something in there telling us that when we are born again, pictured by the Lord Jesus Christ coming into this world, and being conceived of the Holy Ghost, and he came into this world we looked at yesterday, there is, there is a direct connection between that and what it's like to be a born-again child of God walking in the Holy Ghost. So when we think of full of the Holy Ghost and we think of it being tempted here, keep in mind these things are for us. Now, beware of doctrines that are based upon or focused upon or predicated upon personal experience. Come to Acts chapter 6, please. Acts chapter 6. So, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says, is full of the Holy Ghost. It doesn't give symptoms of it directly. It doesn't give a description of it. It just says he was full of the Holy Ghost. Now, you can't be full of self. We know this easily when you read your Bible. You can't be full of self and full of the Holy Ghost. You can't just, just empty yourself and say whatever's out there come in like has happened in the ultra charismatic movement because then you're opening yourself up to all kinds of things. So it's really important for us to say to ourselves what is going on here. Now, full of the Holy Ghost. Think about this. Think about the fact that nowadays, and let's take let's take people who believe the Bible. Let's talk about people who want to know God. People who, you know, they're active in a local church whenever possible. They're active in talking to other people about Christ. But the biggest thing is they are active in a relationship with God Almighty, as Oswald Chambers is constantly reminding us. We get to Acts 6 and they're trying to find some men to take care of a certain ministry, a ministration in Acts 6 and verse 1, because in those days when the number of disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. So they were following what the Old Testament said, what Moses' law said. They were taking care of the, the widows. Indeed, that as Paul words it, in his epistles, and as is always going to be the case, there was some preference, there was some partiality, you could call it prejudice, whatever, favoritism, because you had these people that were primarily you know, Jews, Hebrews, and there was a murmuring of the Grecians against them, the Hebrews for favoritism. Then the twelve called the multitude of disciples on them and said, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. They were not lazy, as I was pointing out, uh, a little while back in the in the Bible study time, they were not lazy. They did not were not afraid of using their hands and work. They just knew that they should. Verse four: Give themselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word. So they're looking for what commonly today is called deacons, servers. And he says in verse three: Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. So the leadership appointed the deacons, not the church. They, they had the church choose them. And here's a practical lesson. That way they can say, this is what you wanted. Now, they, he said, look out for men. Look ye out among you. Find seven men that are honest report, Full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. And the saying, verse five, pleased the whole multitude. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and etc. 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 And so the apostles laid their hands on. Notice the two things he was full of, Stephen and the others, full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. One chapter over, chapter seven. Chapter seven. If anything can happen through these words this morning, it's that you would walk away and say, Lord, what do I need to do to be in relationship with you to be one of these men, these kind of men? Now watch. Stephen is going to preach and he's going to get killed for it. Okay? Verse 54, he delivers his message. It says, when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and then gnashed on him with their teeth. Now watch. But he, mark the word in your Bible, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven, saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens open, the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. And then when he passes out of this thing, he says, In uh, verse 59, it says, They stoned Stephen, calling upon God, and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. He died. Body kaput. Notice what he said while being killed by these people unjustly and unrighteously when he was full of the Holy Ghost now notice in chapter six everything doesn't it, there's no indication that this was an, an occasional thing for Stephen it didn't say Stephen a man full of faith and, and he sometimes was full of the Holy Ghost no it says full of faith and of the Holy Ghost it says here of Stephen being full of the Holy Ghost come over to chapter 11 quickly chapter 11 our time will slip away get a hold of this beware of this thing that's looking for fillings, okay? Now, that doesn't mean that if you find yourself off track, you shouldn't get back on track. But there is this sense in which ministry has become the test of full of the Holy Ghost. These are everyday men. For example, in chapter 11, 22, then then tidings of these things came into the ears of the church, which was in Jerusalem. And they sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch, who when he came... And had seen the grace of God was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. Now watch, for he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith. There it is again. And then it says, and much people was added. Full of the Holy Ghost. Fullness is God's plan all the time. Not fullness every now and then and you get these fillings like you would take your car and fill it up. Or if you bought you a Tesla, you go out and charge it up, okay? Ephesians 3.19, he says, And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. In chapter 4, verse 13 of Ephesians, he says, Till we all come in the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, and a perfect man, and the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Uh, he says over in Colossians, Colossians chapter one. And here's what I'm trying to get at before we close this morning. God wants us, his will, his plan, is fullness. He is looking for, and God's people will look for, they should, someone full of the Holy Ghost. And it's not about a pulpit. It's not about entering the pulpit. It's not about speaking in oratory. It's not about bringing the power of the Holy Spirit to town with you and the Holy Ghost to town. It's a a relationship. It's a condition. It's an experience that's primarily continually. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Colossians 119. And I'll say this in closing this morning. Have you ever stopped and said, Lord, by your grace, between you and me, I want to be one of those men like Stephen. Be one of those men like Barnabas. I want to be like my Lord Jesus Christ. I want to live a life full of the Holy Ghost, full of God. Not trying to manifest it. It's just a being condition. See you tomorrow.